Hello everyone, thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm. I am your host, Peter aka LPD8 Dubuque, and this week I decided to go on a different route than I normally do because I feel like if I have some time to talk about some of my processes when it comes to gloving and things like that, I think it would be a little bit more interesting for you guys to kind of get a pretty much a lens to see through from where I sit and when I come to approach gloving as a whole. So what I want to talk about is actually my thoughts and impressions on the geo mode on the futuristic lights atoms and what I have come to learn about the this mode in particular and how it kind of pretty much ties into a lot of the ways that I go about, you know, making glove sets and, you know, my color choices and color configurations and things like that, you know, stuff like that I've expressed before in previous episodes and different ways of how I go about it. And the main reason why I kind of want to go over what I've pretty much been working with when it comes to that glove set in, in particular is I find the dynamics that the accelerometers actually bring to the lights really do lend to a very particular way of how you have to think about your 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 selections and your configurations and your programming all together in in that sense uh you know i know a lot of people might sit here and sit and think well you shouldn't really put that much thought into it it shouldn't be really that hard that's not what i'm getting at what i'm getting at is what i've learned from it opened up more possibilities to configurations and things like that into more creativity type thought processes rather than it being something very very simple and i'm not saying that you know something has to be super complex and convoluted or to be very very rewarding no that's not the case at all most of the time when it comes to me making glove sets and things like that it you know it's actually really really simple with what i come up with is literally to me when it comes to especially in particular with the geo mode which if anyone has listened to this podcast as long as it's been around you guys know that if I ever got my hands on an accelerometer chip or a modular chip as I call them that the first one I want to tinker around with is the geo mode. Uh, the main reason is because ever since when the connects first came out and they introduced the geo mode, I was instantly like wanting to get my hands on them because I, I just like the whole idea that the colors are changing based on the direction that they're facing, you know, whether they're pointing up, facing forward or pointing down. It, you know, it changes their attributes and that's something I've always, always wanted to play around with because there, I feel like you just have so many opportunities and you have so many avenues that you can actually explore and delve into in this sense. And I will certainly tell you from my experience of playing around with the geo mode on the atoms, I really 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 like geo mode i think it's probably one of my favorite modular sets or modular modes out there that really adds to the whole experience in the show just from my time playing around with them okay uh one of the things i definitely want to express to people is that when it comes to me and my color choices and things like that it's not necessarily like a theme but it in a way it does take on a theme uh you know so the color configurations that i went with when it came to the geo mode is i chose the colors purple white green blue and those are the four colors i chose 
right? And what I like to do is I like to have, you know, it kind of have this blending of the theme of the colors I'm using, which is those four colors. But when you look at individual lights on my hands, they're gonna have different configurations. Now, I will certainly say like maybe my ring and index finger will actually have the same configuration or my ring and middle finger will have the same configuration, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you'll see situations like that when I create glove sets and that's just kinda things I like to do. Uh, you don't have to necessarily just have it that kind of setup, but you know, some people like that setup. Other people really just like having the simple three colors on all 10 fingers and having that super clean look and I totally get it. You know, especially from my experience in like Magic the Gathering where people really like having the same art on the same lands that they're playing with. You know, now granted there will be people that tell you that there's some competitive advantages and then that gives you little incremental advantages in the game. But overall it does not, it doesn't affect how well you play as a player. You know what I mean? It, it's just, to me, it's one of those like aesthetic choices, if that makes any sense. But again, I'm kind of getting off track here. So <clears throat> what I find so interesting about the geo mode is when you first, when you first think about the geo mode and you think about like, okay, how do I want the colors to come out based on their directions? Right. And I can immediately tell you that most people are going to be like, okay, you just put all one color on all on up. And then you put the second color all in the middle and then you put all the same colors on the bottom, you know, as much as that works, it just didn't work for me, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I, I like the whole idea that you can have one whole color be on one setup and then you change it to the next one and change it to the next one just by changing the direction of your fingers. But when it came to just doing normal tech and things like that, I didn't really like how it came out. And it's, again, this isn't anything against the people who configure their geo mode that way or how geo mode works. It, it just, to me, when it came to seeing it in action like that and having all of the same colors in the same direction, just didn't really work for me. And, you know, so when, when it comes to geo mode, I, I actually had to sit there and think critically, and I mean very critically about how I want to approach the set, okay? And what I came up with is <laughs> and it's kind of weird. I know this is probably going to sound a little crazy, but just kind of bear with me here. I had to separate the directions into their own separate kind of category, if that makes any sense. Okay. So I wanted to blend all my colors together. So you didn't have, you know, all color, one color in one direction type deal, because yes, as if you had all your fingers in that same direction, it would look great and stuff. But when you're just doing normal tech and stuff, you know, it just doesn't blend very well to me. It kind of like throws things off. So that was a problem for me. I'm not saying that's a problem for everybody. It was a problem for me though. Okay. And so what I had to do is I actually kind of just like look at how the configuration is, which your first color on geo mode is going to be your up position. Your second one's going to be the forward position. And the third one's going to be your bottom position. So I had to cut those into their own categories. So when I was looking at like, okay, how do I want all my lights to look like when I'm pointing all of them up? Now, granted, when it comes to my thumbs, you have to reverse it because I invert my thumbs. So when they're, my thumbs are pointing up, the lights are pointing down. So that's something I would like people to kind of keep in mind. If you're doing inverted thumbs with geo mode and you want to have that 
monochromatic simplicity clean look but you're using you know inverted thumbs you have to keep that in mind because it that's how geoma works it works on the direction and if it's inverted it's pointing down not pointing up so if you don't have the same color on the down position as the rest of them are on the up position it's not going to blend the way that you want you know you know uh, I will certainly say when, it, when we look at the differences between the Kinetics Geo Mode and the Atoms Geo Mode, the Kinetics, it just stayed the color until it changed that direction and then it will pop into that new color and then pop into another color once you change the direction again. And that's totally fine. That was really cool. I actually really like how the Atoms really blend those colors together. So when you're not necessarily pointing up, but you're also not pointing directly forward, you get that perfect blend of both the colors that you're using. And I feel like that was such a huge improvement on the on the mode altogether, because to me, it, it allowed that whole blending aspect to happen where you're not necessarily just stuck on three colors. You get those blending additional colors, you know, the secondary colors type deal within your, your color set. And that's really cool. And of course, when you're moving fast enough, it just goes into whatever show that you set up. For me right now, I have it just on the standard strobe, which looks totally fine and it really blends very well together. I think I kind of want to try out seeing what strobe would look like once I actually reconfigure it again, which is very easy on the atoms. If you guys don't know, if you don't have the atoms, you can literally just change the flashing patterns on each mode however you want. You know, so that's that's totally fine. But getting back to the part at hand, when it came to me thinking about how I want the colors to look like when they're in their positions. What I came up with, <laughs> it it kind of makes me feel like it's an akin to like the the Amazing Lights Trinity set, which if you don't know what that is, it's a really old programmable set that allowed you to program up to three colors, three sets. You know, so Trinity makes sense, right? <laughs> you know, you get three color sets within one glove set. You know, that's the, that was the idea. And so when it comes to the Geo mode. That's kind of how I went about it with my color selections, you know. So what I would like to explain is that when I have all my fingers pointed up, my my thumb, my index finger, and my uh, well, actually, when I have my hands pointed all straight up, I have purple on my index and ring fingers, and white on my middle fingers, and green on my pinky. I also have green on my thumb. When it's pointed down, it's set on green, so that way the green on my pinky and my thumb when I have my hands pointing straight up, it all blends together. And then of course when I got to the second position, which is all forward, I pretty much just went white, blue, white, blue, blue, you know, so you kind of have another pattern set up. And then of course you get to the third one, which is just green, purple, green, purple, green type deal. So knowing that, what, <laughs> what that came out to happen is that I had technically three different colors you know, three different glove sets within one single mode, and it's all based on the direction I pointed. And it's really, really cool, or at least to me, I think it's really, really cool when you actually show your hands pointing in one direction and you just point them towards another direction and you point them again, and just watching them fade from one set to another. It looks really, really cool to me. Now, I can certainly say, yeah, it looks cool when you do the whole all one color on one set type deal like most people want to do, but I didn't want to go approach the geo mode that way because I didn't feel at least to me it just didn't feel right I didn't feel as organic in a way I know that kind of sounds weird to say but to me it just didn't feel that way so to me when it comes to the geo mode I like having different colors set on different things instead of having that whole monochromatic setup 
and when I would practice with Geo Mode, the blending of my colors, it, I'm not saying that it was hard to tell like, oh, you're having all these fingers pointing and so now he has white and blue and stuff like that, but I just liked how when I was doing my normal tech, I didn't have that weird feeling like I did when people use Geo Mode and have the whole monochromatic setup, you know? And that's really cool. I really like that, you know? And to me, it, it didn't necessarily distract from what I was doing in terms of tech, you know, in terms of tutting and digits and dials and stuff like that. It, you know, it actually lended even further to that. You know, uh, you, you when I had like my palms facing forward, but I would turn my hand upside down, you know, certain weight, certain things would happen. Like my thumbs would actually change colors as they would turn over, you know, and that was really, really cool. And that was stuff that I was starting to notice. So what I actually wanted to kind of explain to everybody is that when it comes to the geo mode, certain movements, especially when it comes to like your thumbs and having that whole chromatic change, depending on the directions, it actually lends to the action that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like you're, it actually is signifying to your viewer, like, hey, this is changing. Look what's happening to the light as I'm doing this simple change and adds another layer to the whole experience overall. And I really like that. I, I, that's one of the things I just thoroughly enjoy about Geo Mode. And, you know, so what are my thoughts and impressions about Geo Mode? Geo Mode really, not only does it lend to the whole directional tech type setup and understanding and kind of thought process when it comes to gloving, but it actually adds to your motions and it actually adds to the maneuvers that you're actually pulling off when you're actually just like rotating something 180 degrees so instead of being face down it's face up or face up to face down whatever the case may be you know it's actually lending to that action and i really like that you know and i'm hoping that with my listeners that you guys are actually wanting to take that into consideration and actually start thinking critically about how your modular chips work and not only that in terms of like sensitivity and things like that, that's not really the case. Uh, you know, that does add different layers, I will certainly agree. And I will, once I actually start tinkering around with the other modes, I will definitely give my thoughts and impressions on that. But I really wanted to focus on Geo Mode because Geo Mode was just the one mode that I wanted to play with the most. It was just, it added so much. And before I actually got my hands on the Geo Mode, I thought I had a pretty good understanding of it. But after playing around with it for about 30 days or so, my mind, <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. It, it, I, I realized how surface level I was thinking when it came to geo mode. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, all in practice and theory and stuff like, or just on paper and in theory, you know, never ever actually having the practical application of it really kind of blew me away and it's something that I wanted to share with you guys because I felt like this is something, you know, that I really take in consideration. I know not a whole lot of people really think about it or they feel like you don't need to put that much thought into how you set up your, your lights. But I'm that type of person who does put that much time and effort into just configuring their lights because as much as yes the lights do facilitate what they need to facilitate in terms of the performance you can go even further with it to really accentuate it overall 
instead of just being what is used as the the tool to perform you know it you can actually use this as a tool to accentuate our performances to you know in, immerse our audience in even further when they can catch the subtle changes that happen and that's something that i find really really cool is when the lights especially modular chips when they just do subtle changes during just regular things that you're doing in your performance i feel like it really elevates it to a, a new degree now am i saying that static chips like the chroma controls are just not going to be as good because they don't have motion reaction like the atoms or the spectres have no that is not the case at all it's you know i've seen plenty of shows with people use static chips in the come out absolutely beautiful and flawless and amazing but to somebody like me who really takes the time to think about these these different modes especially when it comes to the modular ones it really has opened up different avenues that i never thought were possible you know as as much as you know my uncharted territories of accelerometers can pretty much show you that my level of ignorance when it came to accelerometers was there you know and after after some time with with the atoms and actually understanding even further through practical application that it really it really it transcends our understanding of how gloving should work you know or how it's able to work really and that's what i really really like so i definitely want to kind of just spew my thoughts and impressions about the geo mode first of all you guys should probably know i absolutely freaking love geo mode i think it's probably one of the greatest modular sets to come out i think it's probably one of the most innovative ones to to exist and that's just my opinion you know granted i don't have a lot of other experience with the other modes that might change but for right now i will certainly say what has my attention and probably is going to hold my attention the most is geo mode it is just one of those modular modes that i wanted to play with and i knew i was going to fall in love with it as soon as i got my hands on them and man did i fall in love with it i freaking love geo mode okay so yes that's pretty much all for my episode i really hope you guys kind of enjoyed this different take instead of you know me just being super educational all the time and trying to get you know spew all this information on you guys and you know levels of exposition and bullcrap and stuff you know <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I kind of wanted to just like take a step back and actually just kind of sit down and actually just tell you guys something, you know, and just tell you my thoughts and impressions about something that I've been working on. And, you know, I felt like that might be a nice little change of pace for everybody instead of me just spouting constantly of all this information that you should know about gloving, you know, just no, like I just, I just kind of wanted to be quote unquote real for a moment here about something that I just wanted to express, you know, and... I really hope you guys did enjoy this episode. I really had to sit here and think really long and hard about how I was going to present this and how I was going to talk about it. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Just throw the script out. Just sit down and just spew it out and let people know. So <laughs> that's pretty much what I did. But if you do have any questions I did not cover in this episode, you can always hit me up at the various outlets that I do have. I do have a Facebook page, which is aptly named The Gloving Paradigm. I'm always on there. I get a lot of conversations with everybody on there, so please do not hesitate to con contact me on there. We can have a lot of, lot of fun on there. Of course, I do also 
have a email which is muttonshopguy at gmail.com and of course i am on reddit under the username muttonshopguy so if you want to hit me up on reddit you can always do it there too and of course i do have a discord server which will be linked in this episode's description do not hesitate to click on that and get it on there because i do try to talk as much as i can on there it's really really fun i really hope you guys try to enjoy the more i will certainly tell you guys right now that a lot of things have changed for me you know so my availability has become wide open after realizing things were happening at work and basically realizing that they were cleaning house and it was time to get out of there uh i've been with enough companies in my life that i can see the writing on the wall and the point where it's like you get out and you need to get out now uh and so that's what i did is i left and so <laughs> is it does it suck? Yes, it does kind of suck, but you know what? I, I've been actually kind of not been happy where I was, and it was actually putting a lot of stress on me and this podcast and things like that. It was actually becoming very, very difficult to actually balance everything. Like, I was literally, like, I would post a question early in the morning, and then, like, during my breaks, I would be, like, sitting there trying to, like, com- you know, have conversations with the people about the topics I want to talk about. And, you know, I'd be burning my breaks and my lunch and all that stuff, just trying to keep up. And then when I get home, I'm like sitting there bouncing between walking my dog and, you know, having dinner with my husband and like living my normal life while also trying to get, you know, these episodes compiled together and get them going. However, I will certainly say with my availability being wide open for the time being right now that I will actually be able to dedicate more time to you guys. So I do hope that you guys... (laughs) Do kind of work with me here, kind of bear with me here. I know a lot of things are changing and stuff like that. Um, I am strongly considering opening a Patreon because a lot of people have told me, hey, you got a lot of listeners, you should probably do it. You know, what's the harm in doing that? I just don't know what I can do in terms of perks. And I kind of want to know what you guys think. So I will be asking here pretty soon, like a legitimate question about Patreon and what kind of perks you as people who are potential patrons would want from me as perks. Because I know you can't just open a Patreon and not give people things back when they do it. I will certainly say I have considered and would like to do if I actually go through with opening a Patreon, a like a monthly giveaway for my patrons, you know, whether it be like, the futuristic like atoms or the ions or even like amazing lights chroma controls or the chroma the 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 spectras and stuff like that you know it's i would i would like to do something like that to not only get a little bit more support to actually let me do this more full-time instead of having to work full-time somewhere else in order to support this but i also want to have ways to really give back to the community because in all honesty if it wasn't for you guys actually really spreading my you know spreading the awareness of my existence of this of this podcast to the community you know i I wouldn't be where i am right now you know and i do want to once again express my humble humble thanks for you guys to actually show your support and show that you guys actually like what i do and i would like to see where i can go from here uh you know i am planning on again getting those interviews in i i got another one for a couple other things you know i have you know i have that concept showcase series i've been thinking of and i do want to hear what you guys want to think should i start with liquid should i start with tutting you know which ones would be the perfect one to start first for all the newcomers you know i would love to hear what you guys have to say but 
I rambled on. It's going. We're going over 26 minutes. I should probably stop at this point. But once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for showing your support. This show will not be possible without you. So thank you so much. I absolutely love you guys. But I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD8 Dubuque. And I'll see you guys all next week. <laughs>